Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 177, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist! Oh, yeah. A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Uh, it's Monday, March 22nd, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Straight Up Now. Jamie did Samantha really shit. On a sidewalk, oh no, no, did her butt do a shit and run? Straight up now, tell me, did her booty really duke on the sidewalk? Oh, 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 guess I'll dig in and have some fun. Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, in reference to a season finale in which we discussed the I guess urban legend. I wasn't even able to find any evidence uh, of it being an urban legend that Kim Cattrall took a poop on a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest has already noted that our show's become just a lot of poop talk uh, with disappointment. With disappointment in yeah. her eyes. I mean, it was just she was just doing thumbs down very aggressively <laughs> with her. She was just, just gesturing like no. Yes. It wasn't the eyes. It was, it was yeah, a whole. Yeah. Pretty much every whole part, performance. anything yes. that could be expressed was being expressed. It's good because I'm gonna critique someone else's musical performance later, so I thought I'd get that out of the way up top. Uh, show, show the bar that I'm dealing with. Uh, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles and you, Jack O'Brien and Hosnie, too. Podding down the strip on Zooms. Coming up, recommending great tunes. Ooh. You know that little sound right after that? Uh-huh. Yeah, there we go. One for the money and uh, two for the pod. Thank you so much to Hank Scipio, the Discord, a.k.a. God. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to do that out there. I have the people putting work in on the Discord with the AK. It's really beautiful to see. That's one of those songs where Andre is such a good rapper he's just like rapping about whatever he's like telling a story about somebody like asking him a question at the mall yeah. or something it's just yeah, like, like he makes Damn. it sound so fucking good yeah he's one of the <laughs> great doing he's like i pulled up to a pet boys with a question and i'm <laughs> like wow i'm ready for this andre verse <laughs> yes uh, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the talented Catherine Spire. Yay! Here I am. Hey. Thanks for having me. Hey, Thanks hey, hey! Yeah, been a while. Been a while. What's new? Yeah, um, I've been in Utah for three months. Oh, shit. okay. What's going yeah. on out there? Um, just my parents live here, so I kind of came out, um, hung out, was being a little bit athletic, and then two weeks ago, I was skate skiing like a real badass. Flung myself backward, bruised my tailbone, have been just lying down on my stomach ever since then. So that's oh. my spring. <laughs> <laughs> what is skate skiing? Okay, so you can imagine cross-country skiing. Uh-huh. Right? Now sort of imagine that instead of going straight forward with the skis, you're kind of doing like a rollerblading motion. It oh, really okay. just kind of so looks out like to rollerblading. The side. Yeah. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. so you're not on snow. No, you are. It is on oh, snow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like skis, Wait. but like, imagine if you were had rollerblades, but instead yeah. of wheels, they had skis. Oh, but right. they're that length, basically? No, like, they're it's longer. Sh- Wait, so what's the difference in, like, if you're on flat land and you're skiing and you kind of use a skating motion to, like, kind of cruise around? Like, you know, you kind of always, like, on skis, you kind of do that. So I'm trying to figure out what's the difference. <laughs> so Sorry. they just, on skate skiing, they've made the skis, like, a quarter of the width of regular skis. So they just made it more dangerous. 
That's actually what I'm always looking for in my skis is actually more danger and a higher degree of difficulty. So I'm glad you told me about that. And And they got me good. And you busted your tailbone like Steph Curry out here? Um, so I must not have broken it because apparently if you break it, it takes a year to heal and I already feel better, but that freaks me out. If I just bruised my tailbone and that was the worst pain of my life, imagine breaking your tailbone. I can't. I was actually crying, which I was thinking like I've broken my ankle. I didn't cry then. Like this made me weep. It was terrible. I don't recommend it. It's wild how, because so much can pass through your tailbone, like up your spine too. You know what I mean? Like it's such a... Yeah, it's some we got to look out for those tails. We do because I remember in high school football. Like I remember freshman year, all like I didn't play football because I wanted a summer. So <laughs> when my friends were like, "Damn, hell week blah, blah, blah I was like, "Yo, what's that weird butt pad you got?" So like, it's for your tailbone. You can get a concussion if you fall on your tailbone. I'm like, "Okay, fool. I'm smoking weed." You can in get my a backyard. concussion through your tailbone if you come straight down on that shit uh, bad enough. Or at least that was the urban legend that had all the guys. Yeah, no, that makes tailbone sense. Protectors. That makes sense. I think. Yeah, I looked it up a little bit, and all the doctors are like, "Remember, your tailbone is part of your spine." Yeah. So it's mm. like funny to joke about breaking your butt, which it is. Like I find the humor in that. It like could mm-hmm. go wrong for yeah. sure. I actually had already bought rollerblades for the summer, and then I went online and like found like a roller derby warehouse and bought padded shorts because I'm oh, going to wow. be too afraid to do anything without tailbone coverage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just wearing like hockey pants and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just in general, I tend to not. I I don't suspect football players of being too cautious about uh concussions or fo- no the that's football. why by yeah. the time you see college football there's no one has that equipment anymore like right it's a very right. there at that point they're like look bro i've already <laughs> had three going in here come on man let's just yeah all right Catherine. we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about filibuster talk is evolving uh we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about sharon osborne we're going to talk about uh, more Game of Thrones prequel, uh, Revelation. Uh, we're going to talk about Chipotle having a quesadilla, uh, and mm. it's apparently good. Is that I a wanna... surprise, though? Like, you'd hope <laughs> Chipotle like fucking that up. Mm. Yeah, no, no. I just, I feel like yeah. the public's reception of Chipotle is generally uh, not as positive as mine is personally. So it's good. It's good to hear that people are just like, yeah, this is great. Okay. Well done. Not coming Chipotle. after your Chipotle. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave Chipotle alone. Uh, we'll talk about Addison Ray. Just, I, I'm going to do some confusion trolling as it was termed uh, before we start recording. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk about, about who this is. I'm just explain this to me and why you like I'm just this confused. person. Not that it's bad. It's not bad. Uh, I'm just confused. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about NFTs, all of that, plenty more. But first, Catherine, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about what you're up to? <laughs> Just a lot of like, what's the deal with Substack? Is Substack transphobic? So do you guys know what Substack is? It's a newsletter platform. Right. Um, and it and hasn't just, been around right. that long. And it was supposed to be like this great new hope for journalists because it's like you can do your own thing. You can make your own money. And everyone, including me, is like, yay, newslettering. That seems cool. But then it turns out that they've been giving money to certain writers, writers who tend to be white men who already have a platform. And they're like, no, we're we it's private. If people want to talk about us giving them money, they can. But it's not up to us. It's private. 
Um, so they're doing that thing where they're saying that they're they don't have an editorial mm-hmm. platform. They're like, this is an editorial. This is just like the way that you get your newsletter out there. But then they pay certain people to use the platform. So I would argue that they do have an editorial point of view. I mean, and a lot of people have been. So I have my newsletter on it, and they're like paying people to say transphobic stuff. I'm like, well, oh, what really? companies are doing. Well, essentially, I mean, if they're paying someone who says transphobic stuff, then they're paying yeah. someone to say they're transphobic stuff, right? Dollars, right? Yeah. 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 And not that my newsletter makes <laughs> this is not going to change my lifestyle if I don't have a newsletter for a while, but it's just, I, I hate how everything, like, um, what's that thing? The milkshake duck, like you can milkshake duck anything eventually. Everything's bad. Everything turns out to be evil. What's milkshake duck? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. So it comes from this meme. (laughs) Oh, gosh, now I'm not going to be able to explain it well. But it comes from meme culture, essentially, where like you find out that something is or you think that something's really cool. Mm -hmm. The framing of it. Yes, yes. Right. The framing of it. Yeah, and where then you, you see something and then you expand the f- image and you're like, wait, like this in this image, the milkshake's drinking a duck. Zoom out. It has a, not a swastika armband on its foot. And you're like, yes, Bleh. yes, <laughs> right. exactly. Oh, OK. So gotta, it's gotta, like, gotta, I mean, maybe and maybe that would happen to all of us. Maybe we should right. all get offline before we get milkshake ducked because none of us are perfect. So Mm-mm. that's what I'm thinking about as an erstwhile member of the media these days. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now explain to me, what is a meme? Yeah, no, I'm just joking. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> you almost got <laughs> You're me there. Like, oh shit! <laughs> hey, what's Chewbacca mask, lady? <laughs> <laughs> just this is what does the that mean? If I... people expl- explain memes to me, yeah. Like when uh, I remember when Crofton was describing TikToks, I think was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> 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 so I got this song where it's like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is something you think is overrated? Okay, um, so this is in my own personal opinion, and I'm not a CPA or a lawyer, but I think it's overrated to be afraid of the IRS. I think oh, people really yeah. like freak out and they like are afraid of being audited, even if they aren't criminals, and they're afraid that if you do do a criminal activity, you will definitely get arrested. So from my <laughs> personal experience... <laughs> Uh oh. Go off, Wesley. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You ain't scared of no IRS. I think I was thinking about that, and he must have just like been like, no, I didn't cheat on my taxes. No, I didn't. Because if you're like, yeah, I did, they're like, okay, we're setting up a payment plan. My dad's second wife, when they were still married, she did do a malfeasance. And because they were married, he signed all the tax paperwork. And then the IRS found out, and they were like, hey, come on. And they were like, (laughs) we know. And so they put them on a payment plan. Um, just to pay it off. And that's it. And then right. when my dad died, I knew he hadn't finished paying it off because he was homeless. So, of course, he didn't. Uh, and I called the IRS and I said, hey, my dad died and he owed you money. And the woman said, uh, did he have a wife? And I said, no. And she said, did he have an estate? And I said, ha, 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 no. <laughs> and she said, OK, his debt is erased. And that's it. Like, wow. everyone thinks that you're going to, if you die with debt, you're your people are going to have to pay for it. No. So again, only in my personal experiences, like, but if you fuck up your taxes, just own up to it and you're going to be fine. And the IRS people, the customer service at the IRS is actually really nice. Just takes a while to get a hold of them if you want to get them on the phone sometimes. I've, as somebody who's, yeah, I've had my few run ins 
with the yeah. internal revenue service. Yeah. And I had the same evolution too, where I was like, oh man, like I like I won a sweepstakes years ago. Like first time ever in my life. And really? like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a contest, but like we like, but it had a prize and shit, and like my band won, and like so I'm, I'm my dumb ass was on the tax paperwork. So suddenly <laughs> I'm getting all these like materials and other things that I didn't know, you know, this is the time I was broke as fuck. I didn't know how taxes work. So I was like, I don't know, y'all just fucking keep it. And they're like, yeah, motherfucker, you owe us like eight grand. I'm like, what? I didn't know. <laughs> and for the longest time, I thought they were going to come to my house, kick the door down, like arrest my mom, like set my dog on fire and like be like, oh, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Until I talked to my dad, who is an adult who has been through it. And he's like, just <laughs> talk to them, you fucking idiot. Like, this is not, that, why do you think that's what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. Wesley Snipes went to jail. Yeah. And he's like, he was so flagrant with it. And I was like, mm. Right. Okay. Right. I think I think that ultimately the IRS just wants their money more than they yeah, want to punish want. you, which is so un-American. But yeah, they really just want the money. Right. Because you can it. be like, we owe this much. And like, can I give you 50 bucks a month? And they're like, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Take exactly. care, man. Catch you, catch you later out there. And you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? You had motherfuckers knocking on my door, dropping off like six pound envelopes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But then as soon as you agree to your $10 a month payment plan, yeah. they're like, bye. You're At exactly the very right. least. Just talk to a, a tax preparer because that was the, like, after my dad and then talking to someone, they're like, oh, okay. Like, and you can feel off the energy from an accountant when you tell them the situation. They're like, oh, okay. So we'll do this. And you're like, wait, I don't have to climb a mountain and give a blood offering to yeah. some kind of deity? No? Okay. That's totally like when I'm in an airplane and there's turbulence, I immediately look for the flight attendants and every time they're just like chilling <laughs> right, and I'm right. like, oof, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Same um, vibe. Yeah. I think my fear comes from a Seinfeld episode where he was audited. <laughs> Did that happen? And he like had to find all the receipts that he didn't have. And yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, my dad was audited too. I remember as a kid and it was like, I remember being too young, but I just remember the word and how stressed my dad was and him like looking through boxes. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't want that. But now everything's digital. Like it's such a different yeah. time now. Where it's sure. like, yeah, just... I can summon bank records like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've heard that like part of if you're paying like a private accountant, not like H&R Block, but if you're paying big bucks for an accountant, kind of what you're paying for is protection and not having Audit to deal. Protection. Yeah. Because yeah, if they're the ones who did your taxes, the IRS will come to them first. All that right. to say, they're they're setting up the taxes codes and plans to be so fucking confusing that we can't yeah. just do it or like so many other countries have way better processes for this kind of shit yeah. where they're actually the ones keeping tra tabs and be like okay yeah. here's your bill here's your bill yeah, yeah. rather than Pay like that. yeah counting on people to like fuck up and not be able to get the maximum you know uh return as, or what they're owed so it's just but what if the thing. restaurant made you figure out the market price for like the, right. the fish that day <laughs> <laughs> we're like all right so here are the uh economic conditions and the fish market out of russia which is where we imported this from uh, I import all my fish from Russia when I go out to eat. But <laughs> yeah, fantastic. there's actually a column about that very thing in the LA Times. I think it came out uh, on Friday by Lucas Quan Peterson, and it's about how we don't understand food costs and we should all be paying more money. So, oh wow, gosh, oh, so we got we, a lot of topics oh, in there. We're paying for cheap. We're paying too too little for food. Yeah, yeah. In terms sure. of like how it how the cost bears out for like the restaurant itself to run as a business or like what the actual costs are for the, for the product. Well, for the restaurants itself and then, you know, right. further down the supply chain, the farms and yeah. the 
yep. processors, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. And finally, what is something that you think is underrated? I think stamp collecting is underrated, uh, especially damn. when you weaponize Fire your stamps. Uh, I know, <laughs> weaponize this is hot, your stamps. Right? What, what what does that even mean? Okay, so my landlord um still takes paper checks. And so when I send them in, I put a stamp of a clown on the envelope. <laughs> Face. <laughs> fuck you, landlord. <laughs> Get your fuck you, landlord, forever stamps. That's that would great. actually be dope. Yeah. Yeah, they should just put slogans on them for sure. Yeah, I feel I like send- it. If they're not like you know wildly like problematic or racist or whatever phobic like you should be able to be yeah. like hey clown ass yes here's your money absolutely. chump <laughs> here's your ass. money chump stamps I think would be good that I would, would buy so many rolls of those and oh it's the middle finger yes <laughs> oh <laughs> shit that would be a great yeah just a middle finger like that would be iconic everybody would use that oh or side business you just start a paper company that you make like bespoke envelopes to send your bills. Like in that are like, right. hey, asshole, eat shit, you greedy motherfucker. Hope this passive income helps you on your course to whatever the fuck it is you do in that unit that you barely go into that just smells like old pottery shit in there. I don't know, whatever. Kind of a long winded thing, but took my idea and really like leveled it up a lot. That's what we this do. This is here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like Nathan for you for petty ideas. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Now I have to ask the question: Like, what? When are NFTs going to get in the game Dude. with the stamp collectors, guys? I mean, <laughs> wait are you are you actually collecting stamps though? Like, actually, even I kind you... of am. Yeah, like there's a lot of really pretty ones. For the past couple of years, they've been doing gorgeous Lunar New Year stamps, and then they have Ooh. some that. You, when you were children, did you guys read the book The Snowy Day about yes. a little kid just yeah walking through the snow, and it's yeah. a lot of orange colors. Yeah. Um. They have snowy day stamps now, and like, it kind of makes me cry. <laughs> so oh, I bought wow. those, of course. I yeah. bought Marvin Gaye stamps because he's cool, you know. Yeah. And then clown stamps. Okay. Ezra Jack Keats. That is uh mm-hmm. on my yeah. kid's bookshelf right now, and uh, it's never not heartbreaking to me when he brings the uh snowballs in in his pocket and then he's like what what happened where where they go and why are my pockets wet oh i know it's a good book yeah. i just rem- it looking at this cover it reminds me of like that metal the caldecott metal like oh, that dude. would be on kids books yeah i just had a very visceral response to seeing that on a cover because like after a while i remember that was like the the way uh parents would be like yeah that's Probably good enough. Totally. To that thing on <laughs> totally. That's probably. Yeah. That'll do. Does it have um, that gold thing on it or not? <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. He might. They might end up not smart. My kid was uh, reared on purely Caldecott metal quality work. So, oh. Uh, oh, wow. A little bit. Wow. Yeah. It's not not saying he's better. It's no Doogie Howser, <laughs> but. but yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. I was trying to think of like something that is equivalent of like Caldecott metal. And the only thing I can think of is like the time when I was like in middle school and 
uh, like the parental advisory sticker was like, if a album didn't have that, I like yeah, wasn't fucking doing? with it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Why? Yeah, what is? Do we have that? Any, I, I guess maybe like a Twitter verified check, right? Like yeah, they, people that are like, oh, cool, and just have yeah, like Twitter a verified, like a response, right. not thinking that must must mean famous. Yeah, God, yeah I think yeah, you're no. right, and it makes me think about shifting standards. Let's yeah, say, for exactly. Quality. Right, where now it's like, well, is the is the influencer who wrote this children's book on black and uh, white race relations, who is a white man, does he Twitter verified? Because that's what matters to me about this book, Thank not you. the nuance. If so, no further questions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they are great. <laughs> called called. Let's cancel cancel culture. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. Uh, all right, let's talk filibuster because uh, this conversation is ongoing it's uh, vital you yes, know yes. because the whole thing the whole rub of the this administration is hey i'm gonna do all this shit y'all vote Come on, for man. me and the yeah. shit will get done mm-hmm. but then there's the filibuster and you have uh, an entire party who's not willing to do anything that would benefit anyone except for like high earners uh in the form of tax cuts so yeah, in the last week, things have changed. We talked about how Biden has started to soften, and he said he's open now. He, before, he said, like, I don't think it's necessary. Now he said he's open to hearing you know, ways to amend it, not completely obliterate it. Uh, Joe Manchin is still aggro, but still slightly more open. And Martin Heinrich uh, from New Mexico, the senator over there, he's down now. He's like, no, nah, we need to get rid of this shit. Like, more people, and some people are coming out and be like, no, nah, we, we need to fucking end this thing. Because, you know... I think a lot of people realize midterms is a real thing and yeah. you need people to be enthusiastic to go out to vote. Um, and if you promise a bunch of stuff and deliver nonsense, then they're not going to be motivated. So Jeff Merkley from Oregon saying his whole idea around the filibuster is like, we have to do this shit. And his quote is quote, our base is going, what a bunch of idiots you are. You campaigned on this stuff and you're going to let the Republicans have a simple majority pathway while you just say, well, I'm sorry, but we can't get anything done because McConnell's blocking us. They expect us to have they expect us to have the same guts to get things done that the Republicans had to get their agenda done. Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's right. Everyone is saying what a bunch of idiots you are. That's so crazy to have a politician talking like a real person like that. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about what's going on. He's always like, you know, he's pretty outspoken. But yeah, I think I think he has to frame it in that way, because rather than getting caught up on the decorum, it's like, God, no, th- there's going to be repercussions in the midterms for not delivering. That's it's that simple. It's just purely like they're not going to want to come out because they're going to think uh, they've just the party's completely taken advantage of their support, which they pretty much have been doing for a long time now. But here's a moment where. You think like there's enough people on the right side of things to be like, yeah, let's push forward to something aggressive. Is the is the thing that's kind of changing their tune because it it's usually in politics, like something needs to happen. There needs to be like polling. There needs to be something that, you know, proves to them from a self-interested perspective that like this is in their best interest. Is it just their waking up is it that the republicans are so aggressively pursuing voter suppression like i think it's all of those things because yeah. you're on one level it's like well biden can't get his agenda done that's not good for him at all and he knows that like 
as much as he wants to think maybe there's a bipartisan way around it to not get anything done is was not going to look good for the party in general. Then there's all the voter suppression that's happening, which, if it happens, is setting up a game, a rigged game in which it would be very hard for Democrats to get reelected, even if they were delivering because of how rampant the voter suppression is. So it really does uh, behoove them to be like, yeah, we need to start getting we need to make these reforms real. Like right. to nip this in the bud, because if we have fair elections, chances are we're going to do a lot better than fuckery uh, induced elections. And, you know, Biden met with Stacey Abrams over the weekend where I'm sure the urgency of passing voter reforms was discussed. And there's no way you can't link that to filibuster talk because she's been very vocal about do not let this decorum, this idea of like not changing the rules of the Senate get in the way of like obliterating whatever this form of democracy we have is here. And McConnell is still pump faking. It's all pump faking. He's hezzy, hezzy with it. Uh, he's not he's not out here shooting. He's just he just knows that, like, you know, his whole tactic is, well, then we'll burn this mother down and then it'll be concealed carry and no sanctuary cities and, and abortions, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, like all the legislation that they would want to pass eventually would just lead to Republican losses because everything is massively unpopular. Like they're right. not really they're not right. pushing for things that have like 60 percent support. People who want to end like sanctuary cities polls low. So now you're going to put other Republicans at risk in other elections. So I think he knows, too. All he can do is be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Because their whole thing is it's just guns, abortion, defunding, and it's nothing new. And I think when they also see how, you know, 70 percent of Americans supported the stimulus package, that's. That looks the Democrats are like, oh, shit, maybe we shouldn't have listened to the Republicans and watered this down. And Republicans mm. are like, oh, fuck, people like help. So, mm. yeah, I feel like the Republicans know what they're doing, though. Right. Like, that's the I think that's the thing. Like when you compare the like Mark Lee was doing when he was like, I mean, we should be as at least as aggressive as them. Like the Republicans from step one are strategizing as we are a insurgent party representing a minority viewpoint that is you know hateful <laughs> and like we yeah. have to sneak it through and use all these tricks and uh diplomacy and then lying and you know all this shit to get things done whereas the democrats i, I don't know i feel like they don't have the courage of their convictions uh, oh exactly i think that republicans are much more honest with themselves about the evil that they want to do from the jump whereas sometimes with the democrats i feel like they like are a month behind on twitter or something because they'll like way after the people have spoken they'll be like hey oh shoot oh shoot we might lose the georgia midterms if we don't do what we promised multiple times we would do gosh darn it right (laughs) I, i think that's why you know they know, though, because what they want, it doesn't pull well. They know that. Like, they know right. because we've seen this before. They tried to gut uh, Medicare for all, uh, and or not Medicare for all, but like Obamacare and things like that. And there was massive pushback, and they retreated. You know, and they've tried, or like other senators, you know, you'll have John McCain be like, oh, shit, I can't get down with this. Like, a lot of pressure is, is created when they try for these things. Not to say that they are not able to do them, but that's why mostly they like to go for this, you know, stack the pack the courts and do tax cuts because that isn't stuff that requires a lot like you can just do that along party lines and just focusing on like culture war things 
because with like the things that the Democrats are actually going after is like truly they're looking for like substantive change, which would be harder for Republicans to reverse if they if they pass these laws. It's one thing to be like, OK, we'll fund Planned Parenthood again when we get the Senate or the White House or we'll we'll just take that other thing away. So they're playing very different games. And right. I think at the end of the day, they know what they're doing, but it's a terrible hand they're playing right now. And it's so transparently bad that we know Mitch McConnell, this is not like, okay, there's nothing new about what you're saying. You try this shit all the time without anyone supporting you. And then on the other side of it, you have like, there's talks now of like group of senators who are Republicans that are willing to work in a bipartisan manner. But I don't mm. think they're, I think that's just some good cop, bad cop shit. They're still yeah, at the same thing. And like by offering a group of, you know, uh, senators who are Republicans that are willing to work, that offers them a really easy way to start just diluting it, watering it down, arguing about it versus being like, nah, fuck y'all. You've we've we've seen your your mask is gone, sir. There's no mask anymore at this point. And we're not doing business with radioactive waste. Yeah. Even though some of it is in our own party, too. I feel like you're a lot more confident um, in that Republicans will end up flailing. Than I am. I don't know. I just feel like they're I don't, I, evil. <laughs> yeah, not that they're gonna flail or whatever, but it's not a good. It doesn't like in the long term, it will not play out. I don't think the same way. Like that's why they have to go with such aggressive draconian measures that are like so. I think abrupt that it starts becoming national news very quickly, which is on, the only reason I think the Democrats now are like, oh wait, how many states are trying to do things that could affect us, huh? Oh right, so now we yeah. have to do something. But yeah, I mean, I think with all that said, I think the Democrats are more than willing to just fall into this fucking stupid bipartisan dance uh, for they can everyone can pat themselves on the back, act like they did something, didn't do anything. And everybody gets to go home and get reelected. Agreed. That seems more likely to me just in general, <laughs> because that's the that's the pace of which um, like America changes. It's glacial. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem is the Democrats are also trying to please the donors and the donor class as well as yeah. the people whereas you know the republican party line they can openly be trying to please the donor class and that will please a lot of the same people or at least they can distract them with just it, it just seems like even though the republicans have a smaller group like in some ways they're strategically better set up to aggressively pursue their yeah. hateful I think, agenda. I think the difference is they're aware of the existential threat that faces their party. Right. So they right. know they have to slam the gas. There's no yeah. way you can't, they can't coast to the end. Like right. it's their last hand to play is just the most aggressive voter suppression you've ever seen. Um, and to try and just like lock up the way this country is able to vote to state just to keep onto that power. There's no mm. like that's why I think the difference the Democrats are like, I don't know, like maybe this will go on. They're not they're <laughs> they don't realize that the people themselves are facing existential threats and are yeah. looking for that same energy from politicians. Right. No, Democrats do coast. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, it's all good. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And because yeah. I think they're living like they think everyone is like living in 2000, like a 12. Or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's not that bad. Like, totally. pandemic, like, it, was, it wasn't that bad. I only know three people that passed away. So, yeah, just a lot of, I think, just different levels of perception and different stakes for different parties. But to everyone's point, the reason they are so aggressive is because they know, like, 
they can't half step their just ghoulish shit because if it if they do evil in slow motion, it allows people to sort of like catch on. Like, oh, wait, hold on, that's evil. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's talk Sharon Osbourne. Oh, she yeah. another victim. Yeah, you know, uh, pour pour some out for Sharon Osbourne, uh, who evoked the spell of cancel culture by speaking, uh, just being like proudly, loudly ignorant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Caping for a racist. That, yep. That'll usually pull up the cancel bus to your party. And then the other thing is like, then when they, when people show up and say, hey, 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 what the fuck was that? That's when you have to apologize correctly to try and move forward as a person. But that apology wasn't that great and didn't show much growth or a willingness to see a new perspective. So things are getting rocky. And now there's like talk that she's going to walk from that show that people don't watch and <laughs> essentially demanding money on the way out. So this is from page six, quote, the network will have to pay her a sizable settlement to keep her quiet after this. The source said she could write a book. She would do a world of interviews. She knows where all the bodies are buried. What the fuck? You're not leaving you the Trump it's... administration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is probably just severance payment or. Right. Yeah. I don't think. Well, it's Such page six. Of course they're being. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. She kind of makes me think of. I feel like this is a thing that sometimes happens with specifically reality TV personalities, especially women who get famous at first and beloved um, because they're so outspoken. It kind of reminds right. me of Nene Leakes from Real Housewives of Atlanta and Bethany Frankel from Real Housewives of New York, where everyone first season, everyone's like, oh, she just says what's on her mind. She's a hoot, which was right. the same thing with Sharon Osbourne when her show was on. Right. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, everything I say is hilarious and good. And then they keep talking. And everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, you didn't realize they were editing that show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the difference, fam. We right. didn't just say hit the switch, Sharon, and go off, honey. Uh, no. And that's the thing. I'm curious to know what the like this weird bodies are buried thing is. So sure. But they also go on to say like she's blaming the showrunners for like her comments because they didn't prepare her. Which I think is fair to a certain extent, more so that like if you're running a show and it was clear based on the other stories that came out about Sharon Osbourne, how she was saying wild racist shit all the time, that if one of your co-hosts or hosts is a known racist ghoul, maybe don't include them in a nuanced conversation around race as a showrunner. But that's a very good point. <laughs> I, like or everybody's so ignorant over there like no she'll be fine like we're all kind of in this weird fucking headspace where we don't even see the nuance of anything either and then they're like oh shit right 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 that's a hot take they probably didn't know how offensive she was it takes white people a long time yeah i mean god an alternate theory would be that she's awful to deal with and they just set her up for it because they were (laughs) to get the fuck off the show which I think that is that probably happens behind the scenes. Oh yeah, more often than people would. You know, you can't uh, like win the battle of like, well, we're just not going to bring her back uh, because there's agents, and managers, and politics, all all sorts of you know stupid bullshit studio politics involved, and so you you have to get Machiavellian. Um, they just set her up. Yeah, she, she pulled up to the toll booth. And the dude just ducked. Yeah. She was like, what's going on at this toll booth? And then they came out with the Tommy guns. Look at how they massacred my Sharon. 
All right, let's talk uh, briefly about some Game of Thrones prequel news, I guess. Just a question for everybody. How many, to your knowledge, Game of Thrones like added series have did you know existed One. right now? If you could say off top. What would Books you say? or TV? No, like going into TV. Things that were going to become TV. One. Um, one, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think generally we like heard of like they're going to do it's something. Like one that was like mud or like... Something like that. Yeah. Some, so there are right now there's three in like in development. The Long Night, House of the Dragon and Tales of Dunk and Egg. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh which God. sounds like a really fun animated series. Is, about like I mean, is that the comedy players. Game of Thrones? Seriously. Like, right. Dunk That's and the egg? better call Saul of like, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what the Dunk and Egg verse is quite about. <laughs> But now they're like adding two more shows. Oh, or thank no. God. I was I'm sorry. There for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. Three more shows. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Nine Voyages, also known as Snee Snake, Flea Bottom, uh, and 10,000 Ships. I believe that is Sea Snake, but I wish it were Snee Snake uh, <laughs> because that would be fun. Snee Snake. There's also talk of a possible animated series for, for children you. or for adults? I don't know. I don't know, Catherine. I don't know. Because if it's for children, I'm protesting in the streets. This is like, no, absolutely not for various reasons. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have expected you to know. That was. No, I don't. I'm just saying. I'm more than anything. uh, I'm just going to do some confusion trolling. I'm just confused. Like, what's going on with HBO? Like, I'm sure these are probably compelling stories, and I'll probably watch them if they're, they're, you know, they're budgeted properly and they're not all white, but they are like. I don't. It sounds like HBO just like a like cannot get past the glory days of when the series was on. So like their new trick is to just like have a bunch of diluted Game of Thrones IP out there to try and like cobble together some like behemoth Voltron ratings thing that like gives you the equivalent of. But I'm like, yeah. can't y'all develop new shit? Like y'all saw McKinsey, what they said. The industry Ugh. like will mm. gain money if you if you tell diverse stories. You, you don't want to do that. I'm fucking even Ja Rule figured out new songs after Holla. <laughs> even though it is a great yeah. song, he tried, but yeah. Come on, I, HBO. I too am just asking questions. Mm-hmm. But I thought that well, maybe now I'm not asking a question, I'm just thinking maybe they're trying to use these new series to sort of right the wrongs because Game of Thrones, the TV show, was misogynist. It was racist. It was like actually the sexual violence on it. What I thought was really awful. Um, and then I thought people hated the last season and the last episode, especially. So are they like trying to go back in and like be like, oh no, we have like all these different character lines and stuff. You're gonna love it. Uh, no, I, they're just I lazy. Never mind. That's yeah. so stupid. I mean, they just I think want... we know. They think yeah. they smell blood in the water, and they're like, yep, yeah, money, money, money. Let's do it. I want people to not watch yeah. it. I want to make people not watch it. Like, can nobody yeah. watch it ever? I think I think people it's like just it's just like that weird X, you know, like where 70 percent of the memories were like decent. Oh my God. And you're like, but, you know, it ended for a reason. You know, the shit ended for a right. reason. And as much as like there was there was a lot of good. I'm kind of off that. Like, I'm a different person now. Um, I'm not the same I was in but 2017. <laughs> But with the X, I feel like the happy memories float to the top, whereas depends. I think all anybody remembers about Game of Thrones is that last or like that's all that's what sticks with me is that. Well, last I, season. But it all depends on who broke up with who. 
You know, <laughs> right, yeah. right. That's right. where the mem- well, that, yeah. that's how you know which memory is going to take precedence. Also, are we right, just right. all being incredibly online people who just read what Twitter, what is said on Twitter, but actually the vast majority of people loved the last season? No, I, I, I mean, when you look at the when you look at the IMDb scores, it's like for the public, the ones that the public's able to vote on. It was like universally in the nines, like unprecedentedly high for every episode up until like the starting with episode three of the last season. It was like down in the sixes. Everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, it, just, it seemed like that there was broadly uh, a consensus that the, the ending, they lost the plot. But to that point, I think there are people who are thinking of the 70% of the good times and are ready for yeah. that. What you do in text. Yeah. From the X and mm-hmm. be like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm subscribing to HBO Max, honey. Yeah. A lot of people are waiting for those texts in yeah. their lives. Yeah. But what's but those texts, which will come in the form of trailers, will mm-hmm. say a lot. Right. Because I'm curious to know when they start trickling out that I think that will really give us the true gauge of like how much we're willing to go back to Westeros. <laughs> or if we're just kind of like, ah, maybe do something like new. Yeah. I'm more confident that I will want to see Avatar 6 than I am that I oh, want to see like wow. any of these things. All order. Wow. That's uh but like they seem like they're in the same family of things that I can't imagine giving a shit about in the future that people will probably right. just because of the sheer amount of money and talent and energy putting into it. It's like, well, I guess I guess we're watching this shit. <laughs> Or, or, you know, it could be one of those things where, like, look, plenty of things go into development and go out of development. So in the process, they may they may realize right. that this isn't the way, but I don't know. Who yeah, knows? especially the shows from HBO uh, that are somehow tied to Game of Thrones, such as Confederate or Confederacy. Right, right, right. Uh, from, from Benioff and... The Antebellum Love Vice. <laughs> yes. What if... Um, right, like, like, no, not what. Just what if, shut up, fool. Don't even finish that motherfucking <laughs> sentence. What if I fuck you up? How about that? <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And... Let's talk really briefly. Are you guys quesadilla fans? Oh, I love a quesadilla. You like a good dia? Sometimes. Oh, I'm like, well, Catherine is a food expert, writer, journalist. Yeah. Tell me, what wait, kind what? of cheese? I know. I was gonna be like, hold on, wait. I I want to invest. What what's a, is it? You don't like a quesadilla, or you think there's a specific way to quesadilla? I actually think it's a textual issue when there's like a big a ton of melted cheese. I think I can't hang. Same way that I. Can't hang oh. with grilled cheese. So oh, if I could wow. do like a very thin, crisp quesadilla. So you like thin pizzas uh. too? Like a Neapolitan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like it? And, and pizza is can be too cheesy for you? Like you have met a pizza that was too cheesy for you? You know, I don't know if I've met a pizza that's too cheesy. I can, ah. imagine, I can imagine a world where there's a pizza that's too cheesy, but no, right. I haven't met it okay. myself. Also, I'm... Might be completely lying because there's a quesadilla, a sweet chili chicken quesadilla on the um... Kogi truck. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. The blackjack quesadilla too. I like all the quesadillas on the Kogi truck. So hey, Roy Choi, maybe, holler at me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm lying on your show. Maybe I love quesadillas. 
Well, there's a good there's a good chicken there's a good protein to cheese ratio in that. Yes, and I get what you mean when you don't want to just especially like when a quesadilla gets like colder. And then it's like a thick cheese. I'm like, okay, this isn't melted. But you're like, yeah. Just a hunk yeah, of cheese. But I don't yeah. mind. I love With, cheese. With uh, chicken chunks. <laughs> so the takeout just reviewed the new Chipotle quesadilla. Chipotle had quesadillas. First, they had the burrito. Quesarito. What, what, what is it? Quesarito. Yep. Much better title than burrito dia. <laughs> that one is pretty good, but it's like a special menu mm-hmm. item. Um, that's where they put a second burrito sized tortilla tortilla on the outside yeah. and outside and put a little cheese in it. Uh, so it's basically a combo. Um, and then you, for kids, you can get a cheese quesadilla that is, uh, just melted cheese between two things. So they, they have created a quesadilla that is like comes in its own packaging. Uh, it's folded like a Crunchwrap Supreme. Uh, so, and according to the takeout, uh, it is a structural mar- marvel as much or maybe more than a culinary one uh, in that it is crispy all the way around and has the chipotle ingredients uh, well well distributed throughout. And they put it in a box that has like little dipping compartments. Yeah, I'm taken aback by the amount of side condiments that they're giving you in this like it looks like two spoons of sour cream a fat ass spoonful of guacamole and then pico de gallo but uh okay i'm sure that's salsa of your choice i'm a medium man. I go, you know i don't have time i don't have time to with empty flavors i needed to burn my tongue do you order this quesadilla um is it like what do you call it buffet style the way that you get it all the other menu items there or do you have to uh, order it as, like, do they make it for you? <laughs> you have to order it ahead of time. Um, and they go down the street and get it from a different <laughs> restaurant. Uh, I get it now. But, but I like <laughs> <Iota>. <laughs> uh, No, yeah, you actually, they do require that you uh, order it ahead on the, it's only available through the app. Seriously. I don't know how much of that is mm-hmm. them trying to increase app adoption yep. and how much of it is. Uh, that like it requires some strange uh summoning of <laughs> of magical quesadilla properties to to make it I like, happen. I like but, the shout out to its structural integrity. That's not. I like it. That's too. an odd I th- compliment, but it's intriguing. Uh, I don't know if I like. I'm really intrigued by this, or really just like the writer who wrote yeah. this <laughs> review. I thought they did a yeah, good Dennis job. Lee, and, like made interesting top marks points. to Dennis Lee Shut for up. writing this one up because it's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you're my man. You're just talking about a, a fucking quesadilla, but I'm like, go no, go in now. You're uh-huh. riveted. Yes, please <laughs> talk about the engineering and the heat from the quesadilla won't accidentally warm up the sour cream or guacamole. The way he's talking about how it's mm. all partitioned. Yeah, I think I'm actually more in love with mm-hmm. the description. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get one this weekend if if I have anything to say about it. You're gonna download a motherfucking um, app. I, I might not. Oh yeah, I, I already oh, have. Oh shit. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, you love it. The app is the app is crucial for uh, feeding the kids on oh, some, yep, some yep, yep. weekend. Punch it in uh, when I don't feel like cooking. All right, let's. Can we talk about Addison Ray real quick? Yes. Yeah. Can we? Yes. I love um, I love Addison Ray. Big fan. 
Yeah, I know. You've been telling me, you've been saying there's this artist that I really want yeah. you to check out uh, for a long time now. Yeah, I was saying, um, like, forget Aretha Franklin, forget yep. Billie Holiday, forget Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It's all yes. about uh, this Addison Ray character. I mean, really uh-huh. something else. Really something. And by that, by that, I mean, I don't know who the fuck this person is or what they're doing. <laughs> and I don't know if this is dancing, uh, but... This yeah. is also a great mirror to know how old I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a Sophie special where uh, well, one of our youngest EPs uh, sent it to the thread and was like, I request you cover this on Daily Zeitgeist. And I uh, watched the video and was just kind of confused. Like, even Joel was like, wait, is this the new Friday? Like, is this a joke where you, like, laugh at the person, but, like, they're not in on the joke? Uh, or, and I, I'm still not sure. Right. Because so her TikTok, she's the second most followed person on TikTok. Her TikToks are her doing dances. And she like, when she's doing a dance right in front of her phone and that's all she's doing. And like, they're all like 10 seconds and she screws up halfway through and like makes a funny face and is like, ah, my bad. And then that's the end of it. And that's how all of them end. And then so her this music video is just a straight up like influenced by, you know, like classic like J-Lo, Britney Spears, like music videos with like change of wardrobe every two seconds, uh, backup dancers that she's dancing with, you know, they're clearly hired a choreographer but she looks just like so out of her element the faces she's making and the like how bad she looks when she's dancing in the video make it seem like made me suspect it was a really nuanced confusion trolling here now i'm just confused because i i'm just it's doing numbers (laughs) it does numbers um and just as somebody who likes dance dancing knows choreographers uh, and knows that industry, you know, she should have done the thing where like, don't put, don't put dancers around you who are killing the choreo like that, that, that right. enhances your lack of being on beat and, you know, hitting, hitting the fucking counts. But right. I don't know. It's just like, I, I'm old. And that's when I realized, I'm yeah. like, I don't know. And she was, I, I know yeah. this is what the kids like. <laughs> I'm old too, but I did used to be a girl, and her appeal actually <laughs> reminds me a lot of how Britney Spears, <laughs> um, how Britney Spears appealed to girls. Like she can kind of dance, right, right, cute. right, right. She definitely has flat abs, but like she's cute, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but like Britney, yeah. Do do. Do you agree though that this that Addison Ray is like not like she's more awkward? Yeah, than Britney I think Spears? Addison like Britney Ray, Spears is a, Britney Spears can perform at least a passable professional performer. Yes, she's a performer who looks very very comfortable on camera. Yes, I was shocked to find out that this person is on camera for a living on phone. Yeah, on phone on camera. phone cameras. But yeah, but well, actually, did you know she got an actual record deal? Yeah, like a yeah. real one. Exactly. No, this this song is produced by like famous like producers who work with like Justin Bieber and shit. Yeah, but sometimes not, you just want to pay Friday. I mean, right. you know, but she's um, right. I yeah, I don't know because I actually thought she was sixteen because I was like, this girl right. is the most popular girl at school, but she's actually a dork. 
But then I found out she was right. 20 and I was like, ugh. Ooh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Embarrassing. Right. It, yeah. They, yeah, you know, cool. I just dang. take all of this with a grain of I called Nickelodeon Nintendo yeah, on a call. earlier uh, on a call. We were doing a development call and somebody mentioned the show, a show that was on Nickelodeon. And I was like, oh, isn't that that show from Nintendo? <laughs> it was bad. Uh, and everyone was like, uh, and I uh, just hung up <laughs> and uh, tendered my resignation immediately. But yeah, so this is all old man shit, but I'm just trying to, from anybody who, uh, irrespective of age, if you've seen music videos before, like you have some context for trying to understand what genre this is supposed to be. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it has some strange elements to it. Am I just opinion. watch the Addison Ray compilation on mute? Yeah. And you will, and you will start hallucinating. I'm not joking. Right. I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck? Is going on? <laughs> but you know, I think it's, it's, it's uh, to your point though, there is like an accessibility, like she's democratizing what it means to even be a pop star because yes. it's not, you're right. not. You don't have to be hitting like Beyonce does on stage. You just have a, you could do a little body rolling. You got a little bit of a voice or whatever. And I think maybe this is just kind of the natural evolution as we see like how many apps and different like forms of social media are giving people inroads to like more traditional careers. I also think there's a, a white girl thing here too, where she's like, Jack, kind of to your point, she's a little bit like, I'm just goofing. Yeah. Yeah. Pay me money and it works and it's ridiculous. I'm not taking it too seriously. So if I mess up, that wasn't the point. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yes. She largely has the energy of like a cheerleader who's like only really like half into into the dance choreography and is more just like kind of chilling on the sideline. Like that's her. I get I like watching the TikTok compilation. I'm like. I get why people are into her as a TikToker, but the v- music video is so As old people, we're like, as people who remember Hype Williams music videos <laughs> yes, in the yes. heyday of MTV, we cannot stand- your people are doing a disservice to you, Addison Ray, with this video. I don't want to see the edge of your seamless backdrop in a music video. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I don't right. want to. That's just a production value thing, and that's me being a snobby production person. But look, it's a pandemic. I get it. Like You can't really hit that many locations, so you found one studio that was unscrupulous enough to have that many people in there without masks on to make your video. Go. So yeah, shout out. Oh, there was another thing. I think her TikTok personality, Um, there's the luxury is extremely apparent. Yeah. Like, right. She's on vacation a lot. Yeah. And when she's doing it like at home, you know, just cash stuff, it's like in a million yeah. dollar. Yes. Mansion, and like, like in the backseat sure. of an yeah. SUV and stuff. So I think it's aspirational on that right. level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Where's like sure. the Addison right. Ray just like dancing in her fucking studio, like her family's studio apartment? I guess that's too real. Too real. Right. No yeah. one wants that. Yeah. We need that escapism because, yeah, her house is so sparse. I'm like, oh, you're, y'all, y'all are drug dealers based on the decor in there. Well, actually, is it a rented <laughs> right. house? I know this is something that. Oh, right. right. TikTok yeah. house. Yeah, exactly. Her boyfriend, uh, according to Sophie, <laughs> in the research that uh, we did with Sophie just texting us like five sentences this morning, uh, her boyfriend was one of the people who had the TikTok mansion parties. Uh, the city shut the power the down. The pandemic yeah. that oh. where the city had to shut the power down. So you know, it's probably she's probably kicking it in the uh, in one of those influencer fraternities, sorority. When I thought uh, she was a child, um, and she would have other people 
in her little videos. I was like, oh, they're high school friends. But then I found out, no, they're all famous TikTokers, too. Yeah. Right. They're all making millions. Apologies of millions of to the younger listeners uh, as we try and understand the new culture uh, like our older relatives did before us. And you will right. inevitably one day do the same. Right. Welcome to Washtopia. Um, Washtopia. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Wash Jurassic Park. <laughs> Uh, all right. Let's talk really briefly about my favorite new flavor of Pringles. See, guys, I'm not washed. Uh, it's called uh, what's the Pringle? Crypto Crisp, and it's not even a real flavor. It's a limited edition uh, R P fucking R R P F N F T uh rfp uh it's a limited edition nft uh and they're issuing they issued 50 of them and i guess they're charging 180 dollars worth of some cryptocurrency for them yeah the main uh like energy i've seen post the nft thing like i i do feel like i get it now i understand why like what nfts are it seems like the main energy is rich people being like, fuck, I missed out on it. Like like bi people who run businesses just like scrambling to get to take adv advantage of what they're realizing is free money. Yeah. Oh, this is just uh, I thought that when you ordered it, you got the special can of Pringles. <laughs> no, this is just a piece of art. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Got yep. it. Just uh, just get uh, that non-fungible token. Yeah. Pizza Hut Canada uh, got in on the action selling 8-bit style pizza slices, uh, which were listed at around 17 cents. Uh, the first slice ended up going for almost $9,000. And the only one that seemed like that I understood is Taco Bell sold out in just 30 minutes when they tried something similar. But... Those NFTs were attached to real world five hundred dollar gift cards. So yeah, is hey. this the like digital version of lining up for new sneakers? Like, I mean, it's it's more like I think it's it's allowing many people to fuck with money more than anything, you okay. know, because now you can essentially you can launder money. You can use like it's like the way art has been operated. Like you know, art is like a tax haven. People there's the way the fine art world moves, it's making it just much easier. And I think digitized now for people to kind of get away with the same things of like, oh, yeah, let me put this nine thousand dollars in this gift. Don't ask where it came from. I just own this nine thousand right. dollar gift, baby. Uh, okay. And then we can yeah. figure out how to, you know, convert it from there. Uh, I forgot about the crime element. <laughs> right. It is like the sneaker thing in the sense that there is. The whole appeal is that there's a limited supply, right? Yeah. Like that's so people are paying exorbitant amounts of money because there's a limited supply. And like these are that's the whole point of these is that by definition, there's a limited yeah. number and you can't like replicate yeah. them. I mean, not um, to mention the absolute just devastating amount of energy it uses uh, to mine yep. all the crypto. So I don't know. It's just it's like a perfect. Like, we're finding such interesting ways to destroy ourselves constantly. Very true. And this mm -hmm. is, like, really something else. Like, you've, you're have you attaching value to this vaporware that 
also takes so much computing power that it's exacerbating climate, the climate crisis or a huge contributor to it. And like in the face, just in the chase of this ethereal fucking, it's just, you know, philosophers, uh, when they are able to reignite human life on whatever planet they inevitably go to, we'll talk about this moment. I'm sure. I hope, (laughs) Jack, are you training your you're well, they're probably too old for it. But when you have grandchildren, you got to train them for their Mad Max future. Yeah. I mean, my kids are four and two. So yeah. it'll probably be their kids who need to know how to like wield right. swords and yeah. get water from a tree. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm more training my kids with handguns because I think guns will still exist when they grow up. But then, yeah, their kids will definitely need more uh Bladed yeah. weapon. But also, outdoor ed yeah. skills. He's fine. One of his kids is Spider Man, so he'll be fucking shit up anyway. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Congrats. Uh-huh. I bet that oh, will be something you. that happens in that apocalyptic world where people then don the made up garbs of the folkloric heroes of our time, the mm-hmm. Avengers. Mm hmm. Yes. And then there will be a version of Freud in 2000 years who's like, he has a Spider Man complex right. because he uh, sublimates all his sexual, <laughs> psychosexual feelings through his great aunt. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, this is such a weird world. I'm sorry, world. I tried, y'all. I tried to people of you can hear. We tried. We're trying, right. man. I recycled. Yeah, I'm sorry that the <laughs> the gang of Iron Men is now, you know, one of the most dangerous marauding bands of bandits uh, in the nation. <laughs> we didn't see it like this. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I think the way this is being covered is, does this, like, mean that this is an extra, like, washed thing that's going to look like uh, slap bracelets and like slap bracelets that lost people millions of dollars in five years? Or is it just the first step on a road to legitimacy? Um, No. And I think people are hoping it makes makes things more legitimate. It's Beanie Babies. Yeah. I think it's, I, but I, it's got more, they're going to, they want it too bad. The, The people want it too bad. For it to just be Beanie Babies. No, the, do you not remember how much people thought they were going to be millionaires off their Beanie right. Babies? I, I guess the the right people want it okay. too bad okay. in this case. All right. like Whereas Beanie Babies was like a subculture and it was like, you know, people on eBay. This is like now tied to financial markets. Uh, but then, you know, once once the revolution happens, I'm sure they'll lose value i'm just gonna look because i always like to do this when we bring up beanie babies i like to do the thing where i go on ebay and i check what a princess diana bear is going for because that used to be one of the hottest beanie babies and wouldn't you know it right now the people are still trying to sell it for ten thousand dollars yeah the ask versus the bid is always so great fifteen thousand dollars and then it's like eighteen dollars shipping. Come on, if you can, if I'm gonna uh, give you fifteen k for that uh, shit, you ship it for free. Let's be uh, real here. Yeah. Uh, but there are so many. Ugh. For people who are picturing, uh, like some Beanie Baby that captures the beauty of Princess Diana in Beanie Baby yep. form. No, it's just a white teddy bear Beanie Baby with a purple heart on Invert it, which that. is a purple. Beanie Baby with a white heart. Yeah, or like on a rose it. or something. So 
White bless, Rose. bless up. Goodbye, England's Rose. That uh, so. would be fun. Oh God, can you imagine like the stories of like this person doesn't know what to do with their three million dollar GIF that is now <laughs> worth nothing, and they're trying to bring around their forty character blockchain code to pay for medical. Right. Care. I can really see that happening, even with the because... finance people backing it. Yeah. It's just so stupid. That's why every clubhouse room is this is the topic of conversation. And I feel like every time I'm like, what the fuck? Right. I thought you were talking about photography. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I put my NFT oh into my, my photograph. God. And that's oh. how. Uh, yeah, it's it does seem like the thing that usually happens is that like the, the market gets flooded because the company realizes, oh, shit, we can make so much money off of these so we make so many pogs or so many beanie babies uh so that is one thing this has going for right. it but i don't know man. whatever just uh yeah just get out if look if you're mo laundering money we get it good for you found a interesting way to do it but yeah uh, that i'm cool with yeah yeah as thinking long as it's, it's a, cool. above board stuff above board <laughs> money laundering you know what i mean the, the cool kind yeah the chill kind. maybe pizza hut should be focused less on uh, they're pixelated slices of pizza and more on uh, real world pizza. They still haven't quite figured that one yeah. out. In my, I think in what my the thing opinion. it'll end up being is the people who are able to manufacture the scarcity are the ones that are going to get rich. I don't know if it's going to be the thing that by right. being in possession of it, you're then going to be like, aha, good thing I bought that million dollar gift because now it's worth three billy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Catherine, before we say goodbye, do you have a, an opinion on chain pizza? chain pizza mm -hmm. <laughs> like do, uh pizza hut papa john's domino's little caesars little caesars in what order would you put those okay i think this is like a um familiarity thing okay and uh domino's okay. is my favorite because that's the one we had growing up and it's the only one of the chain pizza places that i would order from now we're all yeah. the same we're all we all agree mm. okay. moving on i do think <laughs> yeah now that we settled that Although again, I'll, I'll always shout I, out the. Greasy I do think pizza. they have a superior product now because of R their own their owning up to the fact that their previous pizza sucked. That was a hilarious ad campaign. But it was it's true the the crust is better yeah. now. The look, Jack, as much as we keep talking about this, they still said fuck no. When we said <laughs> Domino's, man, yeah. come through Domino's dailies. Like, this is yeah, just like alliterative, the, man. Yeah. I don't know if y'all thought about that. And they're like, "Who are you? Uh, Get away from us! We want to talk to podcast people know about." <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just saying it still makes sense. We just I need to now learn the lesson not to surprise their CEO That's at true. his home and certainly not just, dressed uh, as a Domino's delivery driver who just made an errant stop to begin the conversation right. about sponsoring a podcast yeah. and, and also revealing you don't work for Domino's. It's just I had, I had a lot of issues with the way you're going about it, but yeah, I think the this time I will be dressed as the noise. <laughs> Uh, Catherine, it has been such a pleasure having you. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Um, well, let's see. My podcast is called Smart Mouth, which is two words, not one. Um, so you can find that anywhere. I'm on uh, Instagram at Smart Mouth Podcast. I do have the newsletter I was talking about before, which is smartmouth.substack.com. Yeah, that's all my stuff. All right. Is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah. I don't know why this cracked me up, but a woman named Lori Charles, who's on Twitter at the stuff of memes. <laughs> this is what she wrote. Me. I'm going to go Old Testament on your ass. You. Oh, no. Your donkey. 
oh my God, I can talk now. Okay, listen up, asshole. I demand better working conditions. <laughs> I found that delightful. <laughs> That's great. Um, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man. Uh, just uh, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Grey. Go on Twitch if you want to watch uh, me and Sophia Alexander talk about reality TV. 420 Day Fiance is the name of that pod. Or podcast, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to do, bro. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I got um, it. Ma, 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 ma. Some tweets that I'm liking. The first one is from Molly Lambert, uh, which is just interesting because I know the Snyder Cut has been out there and people are all talking about it. It says, watching the Snyder Cut, absolutely not one clue what is happening. It's like a grayscale CGI Koyaniskatsi to me. Movies <laughs> are back. I <laughs> so, uh, love to see it. Love to see it. Um, and then another one was one I had retweeted from a, a friend of mine who works at the LA Times. It's from Mr. Mark Potts. So anyway, he has a photo, and this this tweet kind of blew up. Uh, he said, "Seems like the company letting people send in thank you messages along I four hundred five isn't checking the attached photos." And there are these digital billboards and on the side of the road, it's like, it's mostly like, thank you to first responders. It says, thank you, police. And it has a name. The photo is Chris Dorner's. Oh, and that shit, shit was blasted on the 405. And I was like, yo, somebody's, somebody's playing some games. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, and then like, I just, once this, like, I was looking back at this tweet, like so many news people were like, do you know where this was? What's going on? Because yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty... It's a pretty spicy one. <laughs> mm. uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Let's see here. Uh, Clark Jones at the Clark Jones tweeted, whoever named it didgeridoo was really having fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> find me on Twitter at Jack uh. underscore O'Brien. Find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes uh, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song recommendation. Uh, Miles, what song would you recommend uh, people check out today? This track is a remix of The Weeknd's Crew Love. But it's by Shlomo and it's like, it's just got, it's so dark. If you thought the weekend couldn't sound darker and more conflicted because this is like before he started getting real poppy. This remix, mm. uh, weekend crew love remix by Shlomo S H L O H M O, just a dope producer all around. Um, but you have to get this on SoundCloud, baby. But the link will be in the footnotes. <laughs> also, just wanted to share PJ Evans, I think, has been killing it lately. Uh, he had a tweet that made me laugh out loud uh, where he said loudly in movie theater watching night at the museum this never fucking happened I just looked it up the energy for that <laughs> bullshit uh, yeah alright you can go check out that slow-mo remix uh, the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye.